Who is you? Oh, hi. I'm the man in the Michigan hat, and I'm the co-host of Frustration Nation, a sports comedy podcast that looks at what it means to be a diehard fan through the eyes of two guys from Chicago and Detroit. Who are you? Me, Tarzan. You, Detroit fan. You, loser. Oh, yes, well, we've faced our hard times, but at least I'm fully clothed. At least Tarzan wears underwear. Okay, that's enough of that. I need to get started with my show. Uh, Furious George, are you ready for the beat? Yep, I'm ready. Hmm, me never seen beat before. What does Tarzan do with beat? Oh, come on, would you just shut up and let me start? To Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Every episode, we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host and Chicago fan, Furious George. What? And I'm here with my miserable co host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. What? Michigan, what is going on today? Pac-12 has followed the Big Ten and now canceled the season. What will the rest of the Power Five do? We discuss that and more on today's episode. Also, we're bringing back 20 questions, so let's see if I can stump Furious George. So, listeners, you noticed we were throwing out some different names there. Furious George, a man in the Michigan hat. What does this all mean? What Are we going crazy? Probably. It's a code. Yeah, it's a code. Illuminati. We finally got in. We finally weren't. I got the invite in the mailbox the other day. This is actually our Illuminati name. Uh, Furious George and the Man in the Michigan Hat. I have to uh, sacrifice a few babies next week to officially get welcomed mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in all seriousness, uh, we've been wanting to kind of come up with some show names for ourselves just to kind of, I don't know, make it really a full-fledged show. You guys can still remember whose voice is Kyle and whose voice is Shane. But from this point forward, we are Furious George and the man in the Michigan hat. And if you recognize if that sounds like it flows really well together, that was intentional um, (laughs) because there's a certain children's book series and TV show that we are parodying with that. But yeah, so those are our show names. So you'll probably hear us come up with nicknames for those show names as we go on. There's no really telling what those nicknames will be. So, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a change. It's a fun change. Um, you'll probably hear us slip up at times, to be honest with you, but that's <laughs> part of the nature of it. And we just really want to have kind of a an identity, I guess, separate from our, our other jobs. Yeah. Uh, this is our a separate job from what we do during the day. And to have kind of our own identity with this yep. is just kind of fun. It'll be a cool way to brand ourselves yeah. and kind of... Uh, build an identity for the show like you said so with us having merch and fans and it's just yep. kind of a way to continue to build on our brand so yep yeah, right. let us know what you think of the names if you're upset about those names then you can start venting about it just like we're gonna start venting so shane what are you mad about so my vent sesh is uh this one's tough and it's my dog ruffy who we've had him since i was 
creative name. What? Cre oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, we named I'm him. I'm being mean. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my, the show names still. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I got you. I was confused. Um, so <laughs> we got him when we still lived in Montana before we even moved to Detroit. So I would have been oh, wow. like 10. What kind of dog is this? We have no idea. So basically, we, he was a stray. He was dropped off at our house as a puppy. They just said, we found him near your house. It was in the winter. We just found him in the snow. Do you want him or can you try to find who owns him? All of us kids immediately wanted to keep him. So we just kept him. And uh, he's lived with us since, uh, man, how long would that have been now? He's well, you said 17, you moved, I think. You said you moved to Detroit in 05 because you just missed the Pistons. Yeah, and he would have been like two already in 05. So yeah, he's like 17. We didn't know how old he was. We don't know what kind of dog he is, but he's the best dog we've ever had. And uh, so yeah, he's 17 and my parents have been having those tough conversations you have when you have an older dog. And, it's a uh, very old dog. Yeah, so they decided um, they're going to have him uh, put down uh, tomorrow morning. So I'm sorry, um, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's tough because it's just one of those things because I don't live with them anymore, so I only see him when I go visit. And it's tough because it's like, man, I wish the last time I saw him, I knew it would be the last time I'd see him. You yeah, know, because yeah. I don't have a chance to go see him today or anything. So, yeah, it sucks. And it's just it's the reality of having animals and i mean you look back at his life and coming from a dog that was outside our house in the snow and barely survived to living with us for almost 20 years and uh he's had a good life and he's been a good family dog and uh it just it's tough when some something that was such a big part of your childhood you know it's uh kind of a chapter closing yeah. so yeah well and you're uh, you're just i'm not trying to downplay your i guess grief with it but you're so fortunate to have had him live for like pretty much all yep. your childhood up to like and now into yeah. your adulthood like that yep. that's super rare like yeah and again and it's, it's not a it's not like a competition but i mm -hmm. i had three dogs die like as you were a kid um one was in high school mm. one was in college i think and one was just like a few weeks ago Oh, really? um, wow. But that dog was our dog, and then, like, four or five years ago, we gave that dog to my aunt and uncle because that dog and another dog that we had were having mm. trouble. But anyway, either yeah. way, any dog you lose, any pet you lose, mm. um, mm -hmm. except like a goldfish, is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, because yeah. really, when you think about it, dogs really are such an important part of the environment of a home mm -hmm. yeah like what home. makes up yeah especially with all of us kids being there at home you know having a dog is like almost the center of the family as far as uh not the most important things in life but just as far as kind of i don't know the feel you have i don't know it's it's kind of hard to describe yeah what a dog i mean the family, other than the but. yeah other than the people in your family there's n no other living thing that has been with you yeah like for all those big things you know yeah true so no. yeah it's wow. just one of those wow. tough days you know so mm. yeah this uh this drinks for you ruffy yeah, yeah. this episode's for you ruffy yeah dedicated to ruffy yeah rest in peace man hmm. well i'm gonna follow that then sesh with me complaining about petty things like <laughs> 9 30 p.m nhl games no that's a good one though <laughs> yeah yeah tell me about that. i mean 
I understand. Like, look, the Blackhawks are in the Western Conference, and I have to deal with it a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't like when the Cubs go and play the Dodgers. They're in LA. I understand when they have a 9:05 start because mm. in LA it's 7:05. That's your prime time slot. Makes sense. But when you're in this NHL bubble, is it really necessary to be having 9:30 games? Can we possibly not? start the slate at 2.30? Can we push it up to 12 so I can get my 9.30 game at 7.30? That would be yeah. awesome. Um, I mean, I'm going to stay up for the Blackhawks because they're my team, but it's just... It's hard. Like it, it's, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and, man, I don't know. Uh, and To be honest, my heart goes out to families that have kids that want to watch and be invested in the Blackhawks because I know there are there's families out there like that that have to say like you can't watch this game because yeah. you need to be in the game starts after your bedtime yeah it's not like the game ends after your bedtime the yeah like oh you'll stay up a little late yeah like, the game starts after your bedtime <laughs> anyway it I'm mad because I don't want to stay up that late and, and also the NHL is just super bipolar because Tomorrow, uh, or you guys are listening to this on Thursday. Tonight's game for the Hawks starts at like 4.45. So they're starting like 4.45, 9.30. Make yeah. up your mind. When do you want the Hawks to play, please? Yep. And that we're on Central Time, but only like an hour from here is yeah, Eastern Time. time. And you could have lots of Blackhawks fans in Eastern Time I'm watching sure a game are, that yeah. starts at 10.30. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. They're the second game on the slate tomorrow. Yeah, it's just a weird spot, too, because it's not an evening game, but it's a yeah. late afternoon. Come on, boys, get to the box. Five minutes each for unnecessary frustration, eh? On today's 5-Minute Major, hey, guess what? We're still talking about college football. Uh, last episode, we focused on the Big Ten. Uh, today, we're talking about Pac-12 joined the Big Ten. They're also done for the fall sports. Uh, meanwhile, Nebraska and Ohio State are two of the universities, I think Iowa maybe two, who mm. are still trying to fight against the Big Ten's decision to try to play out of conference. Then meanwhile, while all that's happening, then you also have the other three of the Power Five, the Big 12, ACC, SEC, that are still determining to try to move forward with the season. So, Shane, since you're basically our in-house college football expert... Uh, what are the implications of all these different things? So we're still at the point where season isn't like right around the corner. There's still some time. We're waiting to see what these next things that happen are. So after the Pac-12, the question is who's next? I've heard talks that maybe, and sorry, Kyle, but it seems like the ACC might be the least uh, like set in stone at this point, or maybe the one oh, people really? are least confident in continuing. Um, That's interesting since – like when you think about the teams that are in the ACC, mm. well, I guess some of them are. I don't know. I guess I think you like Clemson, North Carolina, Duke, Wake Forest. That's all in that Carolinas region. Yeah, 
And so part of it might be because that region, as far as like the coastal areas being hit by the virus, also with them being a lot of the schools and ACC being basketball schools, maybe the concern is we're going to try to be extra safe here so we don't hurt our chances in the basketball season. Um, And I haven't heard anything specifically about the ACC leaving, but I've I've heard more people be more confident about SEC and the Big 12. But anyway, I think there's there could be huge implications for this and not just for this season. Um, I think that what happens in this season as far as what teams and leagues continue to play and which ones don't could have um, yeah, sweeping implications for future recruiting and the balance of power between conferences. Mm-hmm. So looking back on this, you, there's a lot of talk about being on the right side of history when it comes to politics or any decisions like this. Um, if people look back on this and say the Big Ten was right, it was better not to play the season – which I personally don't think will happen. I think the Big Ten's probably on the wrong side of this, but whatever your thoughts are. Oh, you are. You um, do think that? That's yeah, and I, I respect they're, they're wanting to be careful, but yeah. I do think there's a way this season could have happened, like Harbaugh had mentioned, um, and we talked about that on the last episode. But whichever side of this you land on, you have to look at this and acknowledge if the Big Ten is right, it's going to end up looking like the other conferences just disregarded player safety. Yeah. But – if the SEC, Big 12, and ACC are right, then why are high-rated recruits going to want to risk missing playing time and go to the, the Big Ten? Or Pac-12. So then in Pac-12, that situation, yeah, yeah and that, yeah, Pac-12 too. In that situation, expect to see a lot of transfers or hmm. maybe decommits to those schools because it, there's no guarantee there's going to be a vaccine or any huge solution to this next right. season. Right. So if you're a big-time commit who's thinking about going to play for Wisconsin – but it looks like Oklahoma is going to be more likely to play next year. Right. Does that influence there. your decision? Yeah. So, well, I think is the do you think the transfer portal will be really busy? I would imagine because yeah. and usually you get like a hardship. Like depending on what the rules are and stuff, you usually get eligibility to play if hmm. there's like difficult situations or you can prove there's like um, some reason why you should be eligible. And I would imagine this would probably qualify. So it's just a mess as far as transfers balance of power recruiting i think that's where we're going to see a huge impact that carries on into future seasons um and man i hope the big Ten's not on the wrong side of this so i want to know i thought i had heard ryan day said that they should cancel the season and now apparently he said that they think they should he's trying to make a plan for fall football and as a michigan fan (laughs) i just want to hear your take since it's ohio state so I don't know if he had originally said he didn't think so or if it was the president. Because when oh, they okay. had those votes, um, yeah, it was the presidents who voted the 10-2 to 2 alleged vote. Uh, because even for Michigan, their president voted for no season, yeah, allegedly. Harbaugh wants and Harbaugh play, yeah. disagreed. So I don't know if Ryan Day has been consistent on his stance or not. Um, but then that's a whole other issue because you have presidents contradicting coaches. Yeah. Uh, it, just not a good look for the Big Ten. And I think it could get a lot worse depending on – what happens if other leagues do play yeah big 10 could be and in serious trouble long term i've heard that the big 12 is kind of the linchpin and depending on what the big 12 does will dictate sec and acc a lot too yep we're being signaled by the officials that it's time for a media timeout all right kyle well we've talked about this store before so i know where you get this from but just for the sake of listeners i see you're wearing a frustration nation shirt as always yeah, this is the Notre Dame-themed one. I see a yes. football. I see green and gold. Uh, so tell listeners about this shirt, where they can get it. Yeah, so 
the quickest way to get it is to look up your button around the corner. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let me check. Oh, yeah. 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 But no, really, if I'm being honest, the easiest way to get it is to go to the shop.shootyourshotsports.com slash frustration nation. That is our store. So not only can you get frustration nation stuff there, which is obviously super cool, but you can get stuff for our, our other ch- our the channel's other shows. So we have Off the Cuff, which is a podcast. We have Big Daddy Drew. A lot of the stuff that we mentioned in our plug it in segment, uh, you can find merch for at that store. So definitely go check out the store the store again that's <laughs> like sean connery over here shop, check out the store shop, the shoot your shot sports store shot, shot, junior <laughs> the, na- the name is george furious george <laughs> so shop dot shoot your shot sports dot com forward slash frustration nation is where you can find all the merch that you need to fill your wardrobe now back to the original programming All right, so finally, mercifully, to take a break from college football, we're going to go a little more local, and we're going to go to the NBA. Kyle, I know we have a Bulls story. Uh, What's going on with the Chicago Bulls? Yeah, so this is not exactly breaking news. This has been kind of like little pieces here or there throughout the summer. Um, Mm -hmm. But whenever there's Bulls news, it's significant just because they're not in the the bubble. Um, And they have a new front office, similarly to the Pistons. Uh, Basically... There's been a lot of reports that suggest the Bulls are stuck with Jim, Boy- <laughs> with Jim Boylan. Mm-hmm. Um, that even Arturis Kernishevis and Mark Eversley, the vice president of basketball operations and the GM, um, respectively, they can't even really control the situation. It sounds like Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, is like, no, you have to stick with him. But even then, there's conflicting reports because some people are saying that Reinsdorf did say that, like, no, the pocketbook's closed. And other people have been saying, well, no, that is Arturis Kernishevis' and Mark Eversley's decisions that they're going to properly evaluate Boylan. And mm-hmm. other people have just said they're waiting until the NBA season is over because of the bubble and everything, the season's not over. So I don't really know what to make of it, but what I can tell you is the notion that Boylan will be with the Bulls next year if you're trying to grow your team and you start with a new front office is not fixing anything. And... The only reason that I can see why they would do it is because they're still paying Fred Hoiberg's contract from the coach before, and Mm. they don't want to be stuck paying three coaches, Hoiberg, (laughs) Boylan, and then whoever the next coach is. I would hope, for your sake, that this is just something because a lot of the teams are still in the playoff and the bubble and all that. uh, Maybe the guy you want or some people you want to talk to are still in that bubble. So for your sake, hopefully that's it, but we'll see. That's a really good point, actually, and... I just hope that we can get this freaking grew-looking egghead out of the office. So, for my final thoughts, I you know the college football. I do. I really feel like by the end, I it would be. I could see the SEC playing, but other than that, I feel like everything else is going to be over. Uh, which is really sad. I hope ACC does so that Notre Dame can play selfishly. As for the Bulls, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. Get the Gru-looking egghead out of the office, please. We need him gone. Well, I do think, for your sake, Kyle, I do think Boylan is gone. Uh, This just feels like a move. You wait based on candidates and when you could talk to them. Uh, But for college football, 
I don't know at this point if other leagues will play or not. I would love to see football this fall, but I hope they don't at this point because it's probably better for the Big Ten if they don't. This could be really bad if you're the one who sits out. This 24-second shot clock has been brought to you by... what? Come on, what do you really think it is? Obviously, it's Bill Clinton's favorite website, nuts.gov. Have you ever wanted a wide variety of legumes and tree nuts but don't have time to leave your home? Have you ever craved those smooth nuts in your mouth but don't know where to find them? Well, now you can if you go right now to www.nuts.gov. It has gov at the end so you know it's reliable. Here's what one of our highest profile customers had to say. It's me again, Bill Clinton. I just want you to know how much I love nuts.gov. Whether big nuts, small nuts, salty nuts, or any kind of nuts, they'll keep a smile on your face. I haven't experienced this good of a grasp on my nuts since Jennifer Flowers. Nuts.gov has been so stimulating for me. And if there's anything I can do for them in turn, uh, did I say in turn? I better go. Thanks, Bill. Now you can be just like President Clinton if you order our premium Jeffrey Epstein Did Not Kill Himself collection. But wait, there's more. Order now and you can get the Monatka Lewinsky collection, which includes two large acorns and one premium extra-long Arkansasian cigar you can use for any occasion. That's two large nuts collections for the seductively low price of $69.69. Call nuts.gov today and get a load. All right, well, now it's time to get into some segments. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are bringing back 20 questions. So, Kyle, do you want to play 20 questions? You know I do. So, listeners, 20 questions. Originally, we kept saying, like, is it going to be a person, place, thing? All that stuff. Basically, Shane and I, after a lot of discussion and a few test runs, basically determined that doing a thing or a place, like basically a place was too easy and a thing was too hard. So we're pretty much decided we're just going to stick with people. Um, I think traditionally when you play 20 questions, it's usually almost always only with people anyway. So we're going to keep going with that. Most of what we were doing was people. So... We're going to keep doing people, 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 people. And so the question of, is this a person? Well, from this point forward be removed because I shouldn't need to ask that question. You can still can if you want. Sure. We'll see if I can absolutely pwn Shane again. <laughs> again. <laughs> so yeah, well, hopefully this goes a little better for me, but. Is this person an athlete? Yes. Are they a current athlete? Like, are they currently playing? No. All right. Are they alive? Yes. Good questions. Did they play one of the four major sports in America? Yes. Did... Hmm. All right. So, did their sport require cleats? No. All right. Bringing back one of our old classic questions. Um, and that is probably the best question that we've ever had. Split it in half. Yeah. yeah. 50-50. Playing the odds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, did they play NBA? Yes. Is it Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> not again. Um, all right. NBA player, not Michael Jordan. Did this person play for one of our two teams? Yes. Either the Pistons or the Bulls. All right. Did they play for both of our teams? Mm, no, that's a good question. Right. You thinking Ben? Ben Gordon? Ben Wallace? Wallace, yeah. D. Rose? <laughs> is his name Ben? <laughs> um, yeah, is his name Ben? I like that. Um, are they known for playing for one of our two teams? No. All right, so I'm on. that was question 10, listeners, just if you're keeping score at home. Question 11... Did they win a championship with one of our teams? No. Hmm. Oof. All right. I feel like I need to narrow this down team-wise. And I know they don't play for, didn't play for both. Mm-hmm. So if I can get one, I should be able to get... So did they play for the Bulls? Yes. Okay. But like your, your earlier question, not primarily known for playing on the Bulls. Right. Did they play on the Bulls within the past five years so yes. 2015 okay yeah i f- i have a guess actually you want to say what you're thinking or not yet i'm i'm gonna guess it uh is it Paul gasol no good guess okay. though because i feel like you think of him more on the grizzlies and the lakers yep i always think of him as a laker bowl in the past but they don't play anymore which is what we said Mm-hmm. man now i have to be thinking about like and they weren't known for playing for the Bulls. You've asked a bunch of good questions to where I think you're really close. I feel like I have another guess, but I feel, no, he didn't play in 2015 for the Bulls, I don't think. All right. Is this was this player considered a big man, so power forward center? No. I keep thinking of past Bulls, but they're I would say I would think they're known for playing for the Bulls. Mm. And this person is not. Hmm. You're getting me on this one. <laughs> this will be question 16. So like, I, so here's the thing. I keep thinking of past Bulls that either primarily played for the Bulls or like super insignificant athletes that I feel like you probably would not select. Like mm-hmm. athletes like Ronnie Brewer and Keith Bogans, who I would assume you're not selecting. <laughs> but no. I mean... I, <laughs> I mean, I technically could, but I would, no, I'm not going to do that. Within the past five years. Oh, I think I have it. Is it Dwayne Wade? <laughs> yes, it's Dwayne Wade. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Because they had like Rondo, Wade, like a bunch of people like into their careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good pick. That was Dwayne Wade known more for his role on the Heat. Yeah. But... Oh, for sure. The Heat. <laughs> Three championships with the Heat. Yep, that was I would I wanted to go that way because it's somebody who was a big name athlete and won multiple championships, but also I wanted to trip you up with the did play for one of our teams. Mm. So I was trying to think of somebody who like had a brief stint with one of our teams. So, so I got four points on that one. That yeah. was a really good pick because I, I honestly was super confident in my Paul Gasol pick. That was yeah. When you picked that, I knew you were on the right track of that kind of player. Yeah, because I was like, that's definitely someone who I could, like, he's high profile enough. Mm -hmm. I could see you picking that 
person. I thought you were going to guess Rondo, too. I thought of Rondo and Wade around the same time. Yeah. If you wouldn't have guessed, if you would have guessed Rondo, I figured you'd guess Wade, like the next guess. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, good job. Good job. Yeah, it was, that, was a, that was one interesting season because there was like a lot of drama between yeah. Rondo. Well, the, the, remember, they got fined by the league for criticizing their teammates, right? Maybe. They've criticized Rondo their caused a bunch of problems. Okay, because <laughs> I remember when I looked him up, I was reading through his info and stuff, and it says he and Rondo, I think both were fined by the league for criticizing t- the effort from their teammates. Which I don't know much about the situation what? or how the, the you should league totally would be allowed to do that, him. right? So I don't it's know called if they criticism people. <laughs> maybe they weren't supposed to do it in like a league <laughs> These affiliated broadcast need to grow or something. Up and grow a pair. <laughs> Back in my day, we could say whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was done on like a league platform that wasn't yeah. okay. Like they used an official interview or something. I don't know. I remember the first time I realized that sports were stupid was. When I was a kid, and there, I read was reading the newspaper that Brian Erlacher was fined by the NFL for wearing a vitamin water T-shirt <laughs> instead of a Gatorade T-shirt. At that moment, I was like, mm-hmm. mm, sports are stupid. Yep. All the stupid stuff that you people hate about politics is yep. right there in sports. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job. Thank yeah, you. Good, ret- good return to 20 questions. Yeah. Furious George scores four points. Michigan hat will we'll see next week. <laughs> Don't sound so optimistic. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, at least it's not like twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's only it's the four. closest I've ever been. We're four to zero. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane, you know how things stand for things? I do know that. It also turns out that in this segment we pick people from sports and give them an acronym based on their name that truly explains who they are. As always, we will analyze for your enjoyment. So, Michigan. <laughs> that was like the yeah. adventures. Yeah, so, Michigan. <laughs> so, MHAT, RSG, which is ready, set, go. Okay, listeners, actually, so if you listen to our pilot episode of Dad Bod Central, which, by the way, you can find on Twitch. On the Shoot Your Shot Sports all- channel. Yeah, Shoot Your Shot Sports channel on twitch we've got links all over our facebook and twitter like we'll have the information so definitely go check that out um but if you listen to that you heard me vent about the tigers and how bad our starting pitching has been and that starts with our supposed ace matthew boyd but actually what matthew boyd stands for is mostly a terrible thrower hates earning wins better or you're done can i i just want to interject here and just say that I feel like Matthew Boyd seems like the type of pitcher that will get traded away and then pitch really well somewhere else. I know, and it, it, he seems like the kind of pitcher, too, that we should have traded at the end of last year when his value was high. Yeah. Uh, so this feels like a, a nightmare scenario. Were where, they hoping he was going to be like the anchor during a rebuild? Yeah, and he was really good last year. And so, I mean, he's in a slump right now that he might be able to break out of, but it doesn't look good when you've got no movement on your off-speed pitches and you just are basically a pitching machine out in the mound. For so him, he's, he's going to be able to buy himself another year, though, because this year was so weird with the circumstances. Yeah. His trade value is not high now, but no, he'll he won't be lost with he won't be without a job next year. No. And uh, now it's just a question of do you kind of ride this out and since his value is low, do you just stick with him right. and hope you get something good back or hopefully you don't end up, like you said, 
well, we'll just get what we can. We think he's a lost cause. And then he goes somewhere else and is awesome. Like yeah. Nick Castellanos and JD Martinez and every other good Tigers player we've traded. <laughs> Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. <laughs> the list goes on. Did you know that Justin Verlander really wanted to play for the Cubs? Did he really? Yep. I did not know that. In 2017, the Cubs were basically between... This let's make the Cubs sound stupid. The Cubs were between Jose Quintana and Justin Verlander, hmm. and I think the Astros traded for Verlander right before the Cubs were like ready yeah. to make a decision. So then the Cubs were left with hmm. Quintana. But if the Cubs would have traded for Verlander, the Tigers probably would have ended up with Eloy Jimenez. What the heck? Because <laughs> the the White Sox ended up with them now. You guys are jerks. <laughs> But hey, then the next year we gave you Jamer Candelario for Alex Avila and Justin yeah. Wilson. He's actually been on a hot streak. Candelario. I saw that. He had a few home runs, hasn't he? Yeah, and he had a, I don't know, he's been batting like three, 400 the past few days, so nice. he's been good. But before the past few days, he had been not very good. So um, yeah, it's always interesting trading prospects. But Sports acronyms is not a Tigers segment, so I'm going to... Go ahead. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so, I'm a, thankfully, it's not a Tiger Six. So, my acronym is Devin Hester. Mm. The dude's electric vision in nanoseconds helped establish Super Bowl touchdown eternal record. Nice. Uh, so, I feel like you should know what that is, listeners. If you don't, Google Devin Hester Super Bowl touchdown return. Uh, Devin Hester holds the records in the holds the record in the NFL for most kick returns for touchdowns. That's a combination of missed field goals, kickoff, kickoffs, and punts that he has returned for touchdown. Uh, that record pa- will never be broken. Yep, not especially now with the yep. kicking off at the thirty-five. Now the rules have basically made it impossible for that record to be broken. Yep. Yeah. So Hester really is one of a kind. It's very likely that he will be like i think the N. am trying to remember the nfl has like nobody in the hall of fame that was like only a special teamer there's I'm no kickers sure. in the hall of fame well other than or like position other, players who yeah i guess yeah yeah so okay hester might be the first to do that well he should if you revolutionize the game yeah he, like he the did. reason the game is the way it is now kickoffs are the way they are now yeah. Is because of him. Anyway, he in the Super Bowl forty one Bears Colts mm-hmm. has to return the opening kickoff for touchdown, and at that moment, at that moment, little furious George knew the Bears were going to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then he remembered that Rex Grossman was the quarterback, and the Colts had Peyton Manning. So, I remember having, I remember, <laughs> the best part of that night. Other than the Hester kickoff, I remember was my mom got KFC for dinner. Like <laughs> that's the other thing you remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I even remember not even being a huge football fan then. I remember that return. It's like one of them. There's a few plays in Super Bowl history like that. The Manning pick yep. six against the Saints. Uh, there's certain iconic moments from Super Bowls, and that's one of them that I remember well. So, yeah. All right. What's your next acronym? My next acronym is. Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, that's a nice uh, short one. Yeah. 
so yeah, this one, he's been in the news past couple years, and so um, kind of a complicated story, a controversial figure. So this acronym really describes who he is as a person, his values. So Ben Roethlisberger, big earner, now rape, overly efficient, though hit lots, is strong, big, enjoys rape. Great example of rape. <laughs> so what was he in the news for? Uh, <laughs> a few different football? things. <laughs> yeah, mostly football. <laughs> <laughs> and rape. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> well, our final acronym for you is a non-athlete, and that is reporter Aaron Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron Andrews stands for Aaron really is naked. And now a dummy rigged eye hole in walls to see. <laughs> so if you don't know what I'm talking about, listeners, this actually is an old story. This happened a long time ago now because she has she has like a whole career separate yep. from all this. And yep. she works for Fox now. I think this was back when she worked for ESPN. Um, but there was this guy who put I don't know what he did exactly, but he put a peephole in like a little camera in this peephole to record Aaron Andrews in her hotel room. And for whatever reason, she was just walking around naked a whole bunch, which I mean, <laughs> I guess you do in a hotel room by yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I absolutely be always naked in a hotel well, yeah, room. Yeah. De- like, depends on the hotel room. Cause there's some, you wouldn't want to sit on like the bedspread or the chairs, but maybe I mean, I'm a sure nice it was hotel. a nice hotel. I'm sure she wasn't in like, <laughs> like a, a motel six. <laughs> a motel. Like, <laughs> Because then he would have had to bore through like the cement wall on the outside because there's no interior hallway. Attach a camera to the bed bugs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, it happened right in the middle of me, like kind of right at the peak of me following sports really closely, and I've kind of been at that same peak ever since. Was and this back when, like, when we were in college or something? I think it was high school. But okay. I, in any case, that that's why I remember it as that. The, the latest thing that she's done was she interviewed Jimmy Garoppolo after the game. Oh, and he yeah, was like, <laughs> he was like giving her like lovey eyes. Like, I don't even know. Wasn't he like, did he, he said something her? too? Didn't he yeah. say something? Did yeah, he say like, he, how are you doing or something like that? Yeah. So I forget what he said, but yeah, I remember that too. So anyway, Aaron Andrews was naked and somebody videoed her. Nice. So. Well, not nice, but <laughs> rape. <laughs> where's Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> where's he? Where's Big Ben when you need him? <laughs> rape, probably raping. <laughs> or well, didn't he get in trouble once for driving his motorcycle without his helmet? I think I know. Like I do he didn't remember get that. in trouble with the law, but he got in trouble with the Steelers. Like he, or just bad publicity for it, or something. Or he got in like a, he, no, it was like he was driving his motorcycle without a helmet and got in a really bad accident or something, and he was like lucky to like. I don't remember if he got in an accident. So this is from June twelfth, two thousand six. Okay. In an ESPN <laughs> article titled "Big Ben in Serious Condition After Motorcycle Accident." What Steelers star that. Ben Roethlisberger, the youngest quarterback to lead a team to the Super Bowl championship. So this is right after they won. Broke his jaw and nose in a motorcycle crash Monday in which he was not wearing a helmet. Oh, okay. So that's why he probably got criticism because yeah. if he had been wearing or whatever. Yeah. The reason the Steelers and most teams don't put specific language into contracts about off-the-field accidents is that they don't feel it's necessary. 
the NFL Management Council has advised teams to use the phrasing, quote, for any reason, quote, in regards to a player who defaults on his contract because of an injury suffered outside of football. Well, like, didn't Flacco get hurt outside of football, too? I don't know. Recently, a few years ago. Well, now the team has made sure, uh, according to representatives, that his contracts now specifically say no riding without helmets and no raping. That's right. Just in case it was unclear before. (laughs) So uh, I have one more acronym for you, and that is FANATICS, uh, which is what these acronyms are brought to you by. And FANATICS stands for Find Apparel Now at This Important Clothing Shop. So. You can go find that clothing, that apparel, that gear to support your teams right now at www.shootyourshotsports forward slash frustration nation. And the link for that will also be in the show notes below. So please go check that out and buy buy your gear through our link and support the show. Well, listeners, it's time for the weekly scorecast. Our very own meteorologists, yeah, you know, it's just us, throw out our hot takes and score predictions for our big games around sports. Trust us, because just like predicting the weather, we won't be wrong. Before we get into all of the score predictions and prop bets and everything, your weekly scorecast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props, so come hashtag prop up with Thrive Fantasy this season, especially now that MLB, NBA, and NHL are back. Over at Thrive Fantasy, they've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. You will select various player props under different categories for each respective sport. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. So, for example... You could take the over on collarbones Aaron Rodgers will break or the under on how many of his family members will still send him a Christmas card. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. So rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. So far, Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launching in 2018. So go right now to the App Store or Google Play Store to download the Thrive Fantasy app or you can go to the website www.thrivefantasy.com. And here's the important info. Use our promo code FNFANTASY when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So sign up and hashtag prop up today. So getting into our score predictions or our series predictions, Shane, for baseball, we have... The Cubs uh, welcoming, I guess, welcoming the Brewers to Wrigley Field for a four-game series that will take place Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'll just go ahead and first. The Cubs have been on a tear, and the Brewers have not. So I'm going to take the Cubs to win three out of one. Wow, three out of one. Where's the math (laughs) in that? I'm going to take the Cubs win the series 3-2-1. I feel like last week I was more positive on the Cubs than you were when you did this. Yes, you um, were. 
Because you and selected the Cubs to sweep the Indians, and I said a split, and the Cubs swept yep. the Indians. So yep. So this week, uh, not to jinx you or like try to to ruin things for you, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have a horrible um, weekend now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. Not that the Cubs are on the even playing field at all with the Brewers. The Cubs are clearly a better team, but I think maybe they cool down here for just a part of a series and split the series two to two, with it being a four game series. I would be fine with that. Yeah, three-game series, I'd pick you a 2-1, but with there being a fourth game, I think maybe the Brewers are able to take an extra one. Yeah, so, I can two see to it. Two. All right, next we have the Cleveland Indians visiting Comerica Park and the Tigers. This is a three-game series. Yep. Um, this is tough because the Tigers have looked good, but so have the Indians. The Indians have not given up very many runs. I think before they played the Cubs in this series, they hadn't given up four runs in an, in a game this year. Which is uh, crazy. Yeah, and so their pitching has been really good. Their hitting has not been very good, but the Tigers' pitching has been really bad. So it'll be an interesting matchup. The Tigers have not done well against the Indians the past couple of years, but the Tigers haven't really done well against anybody. So I'm going to pick Cleveland to win the series, but I think it's 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that as well. I think the Indians will be hungry to bounce back after getting a two-game sweep from the Cubs yep. um, and the Tigers are uh, a team that is not built to fend for that at this point. Yeah. Um, but I do think the Tigers will be able to scratch one across, especially because you never know if the Cubs had back-to-back games scoring more than four runs, maybe they've kind of broken through the ceiling for the other teams to follow now. Yep. All right. Next up we have the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe. That might visit the Wrigley Field and play the Cubs for a three-game series, which again is also maybe because most likely though I would even though the original three-game series that was Cards Cubs was supposed to be a Bush Stadium, I feel like at this point in the season you're gonna have to give up the home field advantage and you're just gonna have to double up these games to make up like. If the Cardinals are healthy to play this three-game series against the Cubs at Wrigley, you have to just double-head each of those days mm. and play because then you can take catch up the Cardinals at least on that series. Yeah, you know what I mean. So basically, what I'm saying is this yeah. three-game series could easily turn into a five or six-game series depending on how many games they're trying to make up during this time. Hmm. But with all that being said, just going off of what we know with three games, yep. um. I don't know at all what to expect from the Cardinals because they've been off for so dang long. They played five freaking games this season. Um, what a joke. But I can only expect, even if the Cubs drop two to the Milwaukee, I can only expect the Cubs to keep rolling at this pace they've been going. I'm mm-hmm. not saying the Cubs are going to be forever with only three losses, but I think they... Maybe. <laughs> I, I think they beat the Cardinals definitely two to one. I think... I'm gonna. This will be, I guess, my bolder pick here. I'm gonna pick the Cubs to sweep the Cardinals at Wrigley. Mm. And you stole my what I thought was gonna be a bold pick, but if you already picked it, I it's not <laughs> as bold. But yeah, keep your hand sanitizer ready for this series, the St. Yep. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, very um, good. <laughs> Kung, the, Kung flu, <laughs> Kung flu Cardinals. St. <laughs> Louis Coffinals. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah right 
Yeah, so I'm going to pick you a sweep this too, and nice. it's also just me hoping you do. At this point, the Cardinals have become my most hated team for the season. We've already Good. talked about our frustration with them. Um, I never liked them much anyway, just because ever since we played them in that World Series, they beat us in. Yep. Um, but it, they've just mismanaged us so badly, and it's been their fault, and yep. other Mostly, teams are yeah. having to pay for that now. So I really hope you sweep them. Uh, I hope so, too. All right. Our last baseball matchup is Detroit Tigers visiting Guaranteed Rate Field and the Chicago White Sox for a four-game series. Um, In this one, I'm going to go with a split. I think the Tigers, they played pretty well against the Sox, even though they lost this past series. Uh, They lost it one to two. I I don't know. I, I feel good about the Tigers from a lot of what I've seen recently. So it'll be interesting how the series goes against the Indians, but when they meet with the White Sox, White Sox are a good team, but they have a lot of youth that has a lot of learning to do. I know the Tigers do as well, but I think because of that, a split will be, I guess it's a safe choice, but I feel like that's what would realistically happen. Well, to continue kind of talking about the Tigers, news has come out that CJ Crone, our first baseman, oh yeah, I heard um, about this. has suffered a fracture in his knee um one of the ligaments in his knee or something like that and he's either going he's gonna have to be going through physical therapy and he's either going to have a surgery that'll sideline him for like six to eight months recovery or he's gonna try to play on it and have the surgery at the end of the year either way he's a free agent after this year um and it's not like he's one of the best players in the league or anything but he was our cleanup hitter one of our better hitters so uh just something to be aware of as you look at Tigers games and pick those in the future. Do you think he would um, re-sign with the Tigers? I don't think so. I think this is kind of you just bring him in as a veteran player to help with a rebuilding team, uh, get a cheap deal for him. His thought is probably come to the Tigers, perform well, and get a two- or three-year deal somewhere gotcha. else. Um, so I don't think they would re-sign him unless the injury keeps his price low enough. Um, but just something to watch out for. But that being said, Tigers, White Sox, uh, I think – after playing Cleveland for three, Boyd will probably be starting one of these games, so that one's a loss. Um, I'm going to pick a split here, like you. Uh, we're right in step again. Uh, we lose one, whatever game Boyd pitches, we lose, and then the other three, we, <laughs> we win those two to one. So, nice. All right, moving on from MLB to NHL. Uh, we're going to start with the Montreal Canadiens versus the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers are up in that series one to nothing. Um, Shane, what do you see playing out? Yeah, that's an interesting series, and this is number one, one I think versus could number go. eight. Yeah, so this is one where, um, again, you, Corey Price, not what he had been. Carey um, Price. Carey Price. Dang, it shows my Montreal knowledge. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Corey Price, Price is how you pronounce it in French Canadian. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, Carey Price, not what he had been when he was as dominant as one of the best goalies in the league, what you expect to get from them, but still a good goalie. Um, Flyers up one, nothing. This is a five game series, right? No, these are seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. Everything's seven from here on out, right? Yep. Okay. I think this will go at least six games, but I will take the Flyers to win the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? Uh, well, if you want to know some more thoughts about uh, what to expect with the NHL, definitely go check out 
uh, Hockey Bob's video on Shoot Your Shot mm-hmm. Sports. He's very knowledgeable about hockey. And he mentioned in today's video that uh, the Canadians really could be a, a good underdog to kind of side with. Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about the Canadians myself, but I know the Flyers are very deserving of the number one seed that they do have. Yep. So I'm going to pick the Flyers to win this series, and I was going to pick them in six games as well. Nice. Good good plug on that, too. I did watch his show today, and it was yeah entertaining and yeah definitely yeah. knowledgeable. So if you're betting these games at all, uh, don't just listen to us. Check his show out, too. Yep. So uh, next To be series, honest, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just throwing <laughs> out predictions. Yeah, we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I know up. a lot of stuff about sports, but not not betting related. I'm yeah, horrible okay. at predicting things. <laughs> anyway. That uh, being said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next series up is Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues. Kyle's second favorite team, the Blues. Boo. Um, <laughs> the Kyle, what are your thoughts on this series? Yeah, so there, I'm, I mainly included this on in our NHL rundown just because the Blues are the reigning champs. Um, yep. And, yeah, obviously they're... They're still pretty good. I can't remember what seed they are. I want to say they're two or three. I thought they were two. I'd have to look. They were two, I think, when the bubble began, but they might have lost position since then. I'm not entirely uh, sure. Let me look. Um, well, the game is currently ongoing now. As what's we the score? Two to two, 17 minutes left in the third. I'll bet you they go to five overtimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the new norm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does it. It's trying to find cool the seeds. Thing. You're always looking for that seed. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So it looks like wait, is this before the bubble then? I'm so confused. I don't understand. Based on what I'm seeing, they had the highest the blues still had the highest point total. Oh, I got it right here. Uh the Blues are the four seed. Canucks are the five. Okay, so they must have lost a lot of their games in the bubble, the regular, the round robin games. But mm-hmm. in any case, two to two right now. Waiting to see the outcome of that game. Um, but I still, uh, I, I don't like the Canucks or the Blues. But nope. um, I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna pick the Canucks to give the Blues a ride, and I think the Blues will come out on top, and it'll be a full seven games. And I'm gonna pick the Blues four to three. Hmm. I know nothing about the Canucks. I could not name a single player on the Canucks. Aren't the Sedin uh, brothers still on the Canucks? Oh, okay. If they are, then yeah, <laughs> that's two. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. But, uh, uh, what's his name? Henrik. No. Henrik. I was thinking Henrik. It is Henrik. Daniel and Henrik. Yeah. So I know two players on the Canucks. Woo! Uh, that being said, I. Stanley Cup experience. Blues are still a good team, like you said. Maybe they did slip a little bit, but I'm going to pick them to win, and oh, I'm going to no. pick them. Henrik retired in 2018. Does the other one play? I don't know. I'm looking. <laughs> so we'll definitely we'll, bet on our picks. <laughs> we, might, we may not. You <laughs> retired two or three Yeah, years Daniel Sinead also retired in 2018. <laughs> That's weird. They retired at the same time. I They're mean, twins. Are they actually twins or just yeah. brothers? Oh, wow. There's a, there's a quick side note. There's a, there were two twins who worked at my company who they did everything together. They took their lunches together all the time and everything. And they worked in my department when I was the supervisor there and they interviewed together. Oh my word. I was like, are you serious? That's a little much. 
So did you choose uh, the Blues? Yeah, so I'm going to pick Blues in... Have, have they played a game already? What's the so series? It's at? right now. They're playing their first game. This is the first two, game? Two, yeah. All right. I'm going to pick Blues to win tonight and Blues to win the series in only five games. I thought you might be going there, actually. All right. Next is Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. I really like the Hurricanes. They're kind of a fun team to watch. There's, mm-hmm. uh, I know at least T- Tavo Teravainen, who used to be on the Blackhawks, is on the, the Canes, and I like him. Um, They're a fast, exciting team. Yeah, just fun to watch if yeah. you like playoff hockey. And I hate the Bruins, but <laughs> the Bruins are really good. And I think the Bruins are going to – the Bruins won today in two overtimes, four to three, or three – four to three, I think. I'm mm. expecting the Bruins to win this series in five. This one is like the opposite of our last pick. I'm going to pick the Bruins too, but I think that Hurricanes are interesting enough and good enough to give go them to a seven. challenge. So I'm going to go seven, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> and lastly, we have the Chicago Blackhawks versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm. Um, last last series, which was Hawks-Oilers, I said that the Hawks have the playoff experience, which is true. But yep. unfortunately, the Golden Knights also have that experience, having now been to a Stanley Cup Finals and then been deep in the playoffs last year. Um, so, Shane, what do you have for this series? I am going to pick the Golden Knights to win. Well-deserved one seed. Blackhawks, I wouldn't say they've even overperformed to this point because, like you said, there were reasons to pick them uh, to win their first series. But um, they won that convincingly, but I think maybe now a little in over their heads, uh, which isn't a knock on them. I mean, it wasn't a team that expected to make the playoffs, and the the Golden Knights are a really good team. I'm going to pick the Knights to win in six. Uh, So Hawks will give give them a good effort in this series, but I think... I picked the Golden Knights to win it. What about you? Yeah, I'm. I think similarly to you. I the Blackhawks have played definitely the best hockey of the whole season. They were yep. lucky to be in the playoffs in the first place, and therefore, obviously, very fortunate to be in the first round of the the full Stanley Cup playoffs. The Golden Knights just have a really good goalie. From watching Game One, they just look faster. They look tougher. They look like a number one seed as opposed to a five seed like the Oilers were. Mm. So, all being said, I'm definitely choosing the Golden Knights. Um, when the series started, before I watched a game, I was going six games, the Golden Knights to win. Um, but I think the Hawks will just eke out one. And I think mm. the Golden Knights will win five. Gotcha. I hope I'm wrong. Mm. And it's tough without home, real I know Richie home and bet, away games. Richie bet you know? the Hawks to win the series, so I I hope Richie's right. <laughs> yeah, it's tough without true home away games yeah, with crowds. There's no because then you might be thinking really. maybe when we get home, like if say that had been a road game, you win one more here, you go home, you could take the advantage without any home ice. It's the only advantage yeah. you have is you have the last change, which I don't even yeah. exactly understand the benefit of that other than seeing who else is out on the ice to the other team and you can put out the best matchup but i feel like a lot of times the line changes are pretty set in stone anyway but i don't know that much about hockey strategy at this point but yeah moving on to the pga tour very briefly this week and weekend is the Wyndham championship at the sedgefield country club the par is a 71 at this course and so we're bringing this up. Shane and I are not the biggest golf fans in the world, but you can bet with these right now on Thrive Fantasy. So uh, Thrive Fantasy has Brooks Kepka set at 66 and a half strokes. 
uh, for the Thursday uh, part of the tournament only. So, Shane, on Thursday, do you think Brooks Kepka will go over or under 66.5 strokes? I'm going to go par 71. I don't know much about this course at all or how difficult this is. So those are most important things to look at when you're looking at these lines. But obviously that influences the line as it's set. I'm going to pick over 66.5. So closer to par. Yeah, I think um, Kepka played really well in the PGA Championship. I don't remember where he ended up on the leaderboard, but for a while he was in like he was like tied for third or fourth mm-hmm. in strokes. Um, I think Kepka continues to play really well, um, and I think I'm going to pick him to pl- to go just under at mm. like he's going to be at 66 is what I'm thinking. Yep, just under 66 and a half strokes. Nice. The other golfer we have here is Jordan Spieth, and he's at 67 and a half strokes. Uh, so, just one stroke greater than Brooks Kepka here. Shane, over under 67 and a half. Again, as I look here at the Thrive Sports app, you get, as we've mentioned before, different amounts of points based on likelihoods of each. So this is a spot where if I was going to get like 130 points for picking one that was less likely without a strong feeling either way, I might just take the bigger points and roll the dice a little bit. Um, But it looks like you get even odds picking either way. Uh, I picked over for Kepka. I'm going to pick with it being one stroke higher at 67 and a half. Now I'm going to pick under, and I think it's close. Like you had mentioned, I think maybe his numbers more like what the line is for Brooks Kepka. Maybe I just go under by one. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go under 67.5. Yeah, and just to keep things interesting, I really like Jordan Spieth, um, but I I think he'll go over. Mm. Base, basically for no reason other than to oppose you. Nice. That's a good reason. <laughs> it is a good reason. All right. <laughs> Definitely bet your life savings on our picks. That's right. All right. So, Next up, hey, you know turn. what? I, I need to go run to the bathroom real quick. I'll be back oh, here in a bit. That's fine. Uh yeah, I mean I'll t- I'll take care of it. I'll uh, okay cool. I can probably find someone to help me. Well, if Kyle's not gonna be, let me try something. Hey Mickey, you there? Huh? Huh? Hello? Who's this? Hey, it's Shane on uh, Frustration Nation. Yeah, I'm just calling uh, oh, Kyle so to step out. Oh, it's so good to hear out. from you, Shane. Yeah, yeah, good to talk to you, Mickey. So Kyle had to step out. Uh, I just wanted to give you a call, see if you could help me out with some NBA picks. Kyle's such a lazy... (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to help you with the NBA. You know, I know, so I, I was just... The other day, I was walking by the stadium, and I saw Devin Booker out there, and I was just like, man... I bet he's about to drop 35 points. And you know what? My prediction was so good because, well, he, that's what he did. He scored 35 wow. points. Yeah. That, that's a great story. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, that Mickey. That little so, brain between my two large ears, just full of knowledge. Full of knowledge, I tell you. Incredible. Yeah, so let's talk about the Suns first then. Because, uh, as you mentioned, you've been talking and thinking about Booker. So Always thinking about Booker. All right, so Phoenix Suns versus Dallas Mavericks. Yep, that's right. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts on this one, Mickey? Well, when I think about the Suns, you know, they've won seven games in a row here in the bubble. All seven games they've played, this is their eighth game. This is the game that could 
end them up in the playoffs, and they're a half game behind the Blazers. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I hope that they – I'd like to see them continue to play because they're an electrifying team. But I kind of wonder if perhaps they're like the Greek myth of Icarus, the one about the boy who ignored his father's words and made his wax wings fly far too close to the sun, and he fell to his, his horrible death. Well, mm-hmm. even though my favorite Greek myth is Hercules – I do think that the Suns could be more like Icarus than Hercules, but who knows? I'm just a mouse. Uh, what I predict is that Devin Booker cannot Chris stop scoring, and the Suns will win their eighth straight. But unfortunately, wow. I think the Blazers will win their game, and the Suns will miss the playoffs. Nice mm. try, Phoenix, but your sun just got dark, like in that movie we acquired from the Disney Fox merger, The X-Men. Suns mm. 118 to Mark Cuban 116. Good old mm. Marky and the boys. <laughs> Marky Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent insight into basketball and the the inner workings of Disney and their yes. acquisitions. So. Yes. Yes. That's why uh, you so can you watch the X Men cartoon series on Disney Plus right now. The 90s X Men cartoons. One of the best TV show themes ever. Did you just read an ad on my show, Mickey? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have I'll have Walt give you a call later. Well, you just said you gave us a sneak peek that you do think, even though the Suns win, that you're also picking the Blazers to win. So, what's happening in that series or in that game? Man, have you seen Dame just go off? The dude's crazy. Six, Sixty plus points in three straight games, or whatever the numbers are. Uh, the last <laughs> person who did that was Wilt Chamberlain. I'm almost as tall as Wilt Chamberlain, and I still couldn't score two points in a game. Are you? I did not know that. Yeah, I'm a big, big mouse. (laughs) 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 Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm a big, big mouse. But anyway, in regards. But anyway, in regards to what I think Dame will do and what the Blazers will do, well, here's what I was thinking about. In French, Dame means lady, like Notre Mm. Dame, right? The hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Dame means lady. But when it comes to Lillard, he's no tramp. Mm. This game is all zeros because all the points are going to come from Mello and Lillard. So the Blazers, 125, Nets 119 is my prediction. Hmm. Yeah, good pick. Uh, let's close with Memphis Grizzlies versus Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. What's happening here? Well, I'm glad you chose these three games for me to talk about because these are the three teams, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the Suns. Oh, uh, We're forgetting the Spurs, actually, as well. But those four teams nah. are the ones uh, battling it out for that final playoff spot. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, The Grizzlies had a rough bubble. They've basically surrendered their spot to the Blazers uh, because they're just a silly old bear. Um, But while I like Jaw Jaw Binks ever since we acquired him, I think the Bucks will take the W. This Mm. even after my good pal Giannis drove his skull into an opposing white boy. Come on, Giannis, you don't need to be low like that. You would own that piece of junk. But don't worry. Your old pal Mickey is still picking you to win the East. Bucks 123, Grizzlies 110. And yes, I said the Bucks will win the East. 
that's a wow. whole playoff prediction right there for you. Yeah, a little bonus pick from Mickey. Yeah, thank you for that. That's right. And yeah, thanks for coming on the show yeah. once again, Mickey. Call me anytime, anytime. I'm going to go finish my chicken noodle soup I was working on. I have right. my fur- fuzzy furry slippers on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm watching the Boondock Saints. So it'll be a good night. See you later, Shane. <laughs> All right, Mickey, have a good one. All right, finally I made it back. That crap took forever. That's what you get when you have Mexican for dinner. Oh, you're good. We uh, we already covered NBA. Don't have to worry about well, it. So, but I had all these really good thoughts and eh, predictions eh, and eh, that's eh, all good. We're good. But, we're good. Nah, uh, we're good. Um, but we're good. Well, can we at least plug stuff? Let's do it. Fresh this day and night. Fresh this with the light. Plug it in. Plug it in. All right. So this week again, we're plugging our Shoot Your Shot Sports Network and our lineup of all the shows you can find there. Uh, so let's kind of run through the week. Tuesdays, you have Frustration Nation, our first episode of the week, followed by on Wednesdays, we have Off the Cuff, which is the show with Richie Chicago and Jumbo Slice. And also on Wednesdays, now we have premiered, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday, yesterday was our pilot episode of Dad Bod Central, which Hot we've been dog. promoting. <laughs> Hot diggity dog. <laughs> we've been promoting this for a while. Um, first episode is now out. Please give that a listen and be looking for our next live stream. If you're on the show live, you can interact with us. Give us your comments. So we'd love to talk to you there. Uh, so Dad Bod Central, which is at 9 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday nights. The link to that's in the show notes, uh, and that's hosted on Twitch for the live show. So that's on Wednesday nights. Then Thursday is our second episode of Frustration Nation for the week, which is when this episode is being released on a Thursday. Um and then Saturdays, we have Big Daddy Drew, his show, The Power Hour, which is at 8.30 p.m. Central. Uh, again, this is on Saturday night, a good way to end your sports week. And um, that's also on Twitch. Yeah. The and same is, network as yeah. the DadBot Central. For sure. We've got a lot of content that's going to be there as far as live, uh, live shows. So if you want to catch us live, interact with us at the time of recording check us out there and then we have a couple other shows uh this is an everyday show called Anty up with richie chicago you can find this on their facebook page their website um and this is uh richie gives us his picks as far as that day's sporting events point spreads uh point totals over unders all that so check out Annie up with richie chicago and then once a week we have the weekly power play which is with hockey bob and with the NHL playoffs going on right now, he gives us his picks and his predictions for what's going to happen in those series. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for all of these things. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Cool. Well, let's do the silver lining. Man in the Michigan hat, do you have anything positive or uplifting to share, or are you just a human black hole void of any emotion other than anger? Yeah, so our positive this week is uh, a shared positive, and it's, sharing is caring. Yeah, it is, and we 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 just mentioned this in our plug, but we premiered the show. We've been talking about it, planning for a little while now. Dad Bod Central is out. It's oh, official yeah. on Wednesday nights. We just recorded. Actually, this is Wednesday night as we're recording this right now, and we just recorded Dad Bod Central. It was a lot of fun, lots of fun topics. Uh, we're really excited for what that show is going to look like in the future. That's so right. So we'd love to have you support us there. If you interact with us in those comments, 
your comments can be on the show. We'll talk to you. And later on, as that show is posted, you'll be part of our show and part of our uh, our presentation. So we'd love to see you. Kyle, what did you think about the show? Yeah, I was really happy with how it went. Uh, it's definitely a little different doing a live show instead of uh, yep. recording uh, a podcast that we can manipulate and edit to make it sound exactly the way we want. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you guys really do hear our raw personalities, both on the podcast and on Dad Bod Central. Uh, but no, it's fun. Um, yeah, I, in terms of kind of some visions for the show, I mean, I'm really hoping that in the near future we'll be able to get some more other dads that either we meet through podcasting or maybe other dads that we know. Um, I know at some point I want to interview our own dads on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot of things to consider, uh, but it's definitely, it's definitely a fun show, fun premise. So please come check it out at 9 PM central time on Twitch on the shoot your shot sports t- channel of Twitch. Again, that link is below. Um, if ever there's any time changes or anything that would change if we can't make it for one week, all of that will be communicated to you through our Facebook page and our Twitter page. So please make sure you're following us there um, so you know what to expect. That'll bring a close to this episode, which is kind of what we're frustrated about because we were having fun. What about you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real FM Podcast and social media or FrustrationNation at ShootYourShotSports.com or go voice your frustrations and leave us a review. And if you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Even $1, which is a 6.4 millionth of the total prize money for the Wyndham Championship, you know, that PGA Tour Championship that nobody cares about this weekend, makes a big difference for us. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate. I do wonder how serious that is, though, with, like, comedians and stuff who yeah. are big. Like, who are known for that? Like Kevin yeah, James. Yeah, what if Chris Farley ended up yeah. losing a lot of weight? Like, I mean, he was headed down that. Maybe he, he was on a strict diet with cocaine. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, why didn't that work? <laughs> I eat all my food through my nose. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a real reality for some elderly people in, in this <laughs> world. <laughs> Just tipping soup in your nose. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I oh, meant. This one, but <laughs> this one smells really good. Thanks, honey. 